You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. How are we doing, Chief Kingdom? This is episode 19 of The Aftermath. I am your host tonight, CJ Jones, with my good friend, my good buddy co-host, Christopher Tenpenny. Chris, how are you doing, my guy? Dude, we are the number one seed in the AFC. Is beep, the beep, 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 beep. I, got, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, right? Like, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it was but, uh, happen, you feel me? It's guaranteed. Death but, hey, it, the number one seed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But now it's in stone. Now it's, I mean, not in stone and stone, but it might as well be as bad as those Pittsburgh Steelers look, man. No, fact. All we got to do is just handle our business, man. We got going to go down to the Bayou, go down to New Orleans this weekend. And then we got two homers before the playoffs start. So, hey, I couldn't ask for a better ending schedule, bro. I like it. No, for sure. And, like, 33-27 win over the Dolphins. I mean, I'm not going to say I was ever worried because it's the Kansas City oh, Chiefs. I told you they weren't going to cover. What did I say? I, I know. I know. I know. We both called it. But uh, I, I'm not going to lie. We called it on this show last week. But then when the news came out that Van Noy and that other linebacker was out and Gaskins was out. I was Bro, like, stuff changed. Yeah. I bet, I bet, I took the over. I took my, I went against my, <laughs> the over. Our, I went I against that, our that own advice. Point. I, I would have <laughs> went, yeah. Once they knew some of their better players aren't playing, I would have took the over too. Because those yeah. are the guys we talked about were the reason why we took the under. So if you right, take out some right. of their better defenders, yeah, it, that changes everything. So yeah, I mean, Van, Van Noy was coming off a week where he had sacked like had like three sacks. I was like, he could cause some problems and. You know, he didn't cause some problems, but that Dolphins uh, front seven did, you know, their whole defensive unit, even with missing some starters, they put some pressure on the Chiefs and uh, intercepted Mahomes three times. What did we say? What did I tell you about Xavier Howard last week? That dude just eats interceptions. Bro, that pick was crazy. Oh, Oh my my goodness. Yeah. I I don't know if I've seen anything like that in a long time. I mean, let's be fair. If Mahomes puts (laughs) puts another, you know, six inches, on that ball, like yeah, he a little higher space too. Like that's a, that's a touchdown. Like it, it wasn't the greatest throw by Mahomes. It wasn't a bad throw, but Howard just made it. Ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, exactly. three picks though, man. Did you ever? Did you see that? I mean, I knew we knew the Dolphins were going to take the ball away, but like three picks, man. That does that yeah, doesn't like, look. If you just said we had three turnovers. I don't want to have three turnovers, but is it possible? Absolutely, because we said they have good players, but I mean, two of them were kind of. Kind of freaky plays. I mean, I'm not really putting those on pad. I mean, Pat, he's rolling out. Defender falls down off the play fake. He gets up like literally right before the ball leaves his hands, and he tips it, and Byron Jones catches it. And then another one he was throwing down the field got tipped, and he got caught. So those were two kind of freaky. They weren't really like right. necessarily like bad decisions. You could say like don't make those throws, but like you don't you don't anticipate the ball getting tipped. That's just like the D line doing their job. They get to the quarterback, get in the passing lane. And D-Lyman are taught, if you don't get there, put your hands up. So the only one you could probably say was his fault was maybe the one that Xavier Howard caught, which was really a hell of a play by him because yeah. an average corner doesn't make that catch. He's no, an elite for sure. Corner. So, yeah, you just tip your hat like, bro, good play. That's just like if a receiver snagged all over you or mossed your best corner, you just tip your hat like, good play. <laughs> like, like it was, it was a decent ball. Could it have been higher, like you said, Chris? Would have been dope, but I'm not, I'm not mad at it. So none of the turnovers really, like, made you, like, pull your hair out, like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I mean, so yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them were like, like, what are you doing? Bad, super bad plays kind of thing. But they still pulled my hair out a little bit because, like, 
this team is just so hot and like they just they just cakewalk through 45 minutes of the game and decide that to play true. tough for That's 15 true. minutes and it's like yep. no how many teams can have four turnovers um commit eight penalties while the other team only commits three and like Bro. still pretty much have the game in hand the entire time outside of, like <laughs> if you're a Miami fan you're pissed right like <laughs> you, the, lost, you won the turnover battle by a wide margin and you still lost the game <laughs> yeah it was just i mean there we can be nitpicky i feel like i'm nitpicky on here every week because I mean, the standard is what it is i mean we're not a perfect team by by any stretch so as a, as a, as a, as a team you have to look yourself in the mirror and you you know andy's doing the same thing you're saying bro so no you're not wrong the coach is doing the same thing like bro we're not perfect there's always something to improve on whether it be turnovers penalties um it's like self self like self-inflicted penalties like false stars uh formation shifts and stuff like that so you got to critique yourself any way you can because it keeps you humble and it keeps you locked in because we always know the greatest threat to success is complacency and you never want right. to get complacent especially when you're trying to win lombardis bro so as long as you always look yourself in the mirror and, and always look for things to get better at. So win or lose. So you're right, bro. Keep keep going. Yeah, that was well said, my man. But like looking at Mahomes stat line, like he was still completing seventy percent <laughs> of his, his passes. That was his quote unquote worst game, right? Right. He's completing seventy percent of your passes, almost four hundred yards, threw a couple of tutties, still had a ninety one point nine passer exactly. rating. Still had like, a good QBR. <laughs> and that was like, his worst game. <laughs> like I mean he has two he has two career three interception games the other one was the six touchdown games against the rams oh, back in 18 like, yeah, 2018, yeah. <laughs> like this dude's bad games are just you know exactly bro like everyone's he, best games he like you said he just knows how to come back man it's like yeah the team like that's what i it frustrates us because we let teams get in get on us early but we're so resilient and like we've been saying this all all season it's like a reoccurring theme you don't want to make that a habit because you don't want it to bite you in the butt but this team just figures out ways to fight back. They don't give up, which is a great quality that me and you both love about this roster. They don't let any adversity phase them because they really believe that their offense can can score at any time. And even if a, a game like we had Sunday when our offense didn't do their best job, like Miami held us to under 17 points for the first half. We didn't really have any, too many explosive plays. They got the turnovers on us in the passing game. So we put our defense in, our, in, a, in a bind multiple times. So you got quick rest and they got to jump back on the field or putting them on short fields. But our defense showed up and they showed out. So I'm going to give them a round of applause. They get the game ball this week for sure because they made plays when they had to because our offense didn't do them any favors. Yeah, it was definitely a team effort. I mean, I think the defense kind of kept them in the game early before the offense took over late. And like you said, yeah, like when you're dealing with four turnovers like that, I mean, that's that's (laughs) frustrating for a defense. Like, it doesn't matter where it is on the field. Like, you're just kind of more extra possessions. Right, right. But uh, um, back to jumping real real quick before we get into the, I wanted I wanted to ask you something about about a particular player. Is is Travis Kelsey the best non quarterback in the NFL? Bro, I was just having that conversation with one of my friends when we were talking offensive player of the year. I was like, that top of the list has to be Travis Kelsey. There's other guys in the conversation. You could say like Stephon Diggs, or if you want to put who's leading King the Henry. Is it, is, King is Henry. Henry. King Henry's in the conversation. Um, Maybe Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams is having a hell of a year. So those would probably be like list. some of my top guys right now. But I think if we're talking best non best offensive player, non quarterback, it has to start with Travis Kelsey. So he's easily the best tight end in football. You could say he's the best non quarterback in the game for sure, with those other guys included. But yeah, he's definitely in number one right now for offensive player of the year in my book. Absolutely. You just can't defend him because I I think we touched on it a little bit last week, but like 
it's not like the Chiefs come to the line a lot with Kelsey having a set route. Like Kelsey oh, yeah. and Mahomes, he has options for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like like you know those option routes on Madden. Like that. Mm-hmm. There's like there's like twelve options for Kelsey every time. He just has to figure out what defense is covering and where the hole is. And like if he even if he finds the one on one matchup. We saw what he can do. He's gonna go up and get. He's gonna go up and moss you. And like he's just, he's just, the, he's not fat. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's just the most unguardable player in the NFL right now. Devontae Adams is the only other guy playing particularly at that kind of unguardable level. But Kelsey's just so much bigger and just can, can go up and get. Like, dude, when he when he comes in motion, he knows Pat knows what the defense is typically in, whether zone or man. Kelsey's gonna find the soft spot, and like it's just it's just a security blanket that can break a big play. And I just, man, I just don't think I think we get so lost sometimes in the flashy plays by Tyreek Hill, who's an incredible top three wide receiver in the league. Don't get me wrong, we kind of forget just like how reliable and how good Travis Kelsey is week after week. He's going to be the first tight end to lead the league in in receiving yards. Like that's just absolutely ridiculous. That's crazy. In a league where there's like receivers coming out of college every year, guys becoming top ten, top fifteen guys like in their second year. So mm-hmm. to have a tight end who has to share the ball with other great players around him, lead the league in receiving is an accomplishment not only for him and Pat, but that's just a testament to Trav and his work. Because to play that good for that long, you have to stay healthy. Knock on wood, mm-hmm. but that's just the biggest thing, man. This this football is a tough game, bro, and guys get hurt. So to play that long, to be that consistent, thousand yards, five years in a row, so. And he's going to be the first guy to ever lead. Like, you know how many good tight ends we've had in this league? We've had Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp, Kellen Winslow uh, Sr., uh, Antonio Gronk. Gates, Gronk. The list goes on and on. There's been so many good tight ends that come into the NFL, more particularly the AFC West. The AFC West really breeds <laughs> tight ends. I mean, let's be honest. We're it kind of used like to seeing it. this, right? <laughs> it feels like it. I mean, look at it now. Like, Walt, Darren Waller, Noah Fant, and big, Hunter yeah. Henry are all really good tight ends, Noah too. Noah Fant's probably going to be really good in Denver if he stays healthy. So, yeah, the AFC West, we just breed tight ends. So, right, it's just right. the standard. But, no, Travis, man, it's just it's a testament to his, his work, man. And he does it with anybody. It doesn't matter if it's um, Alex Smith out back there slinging a the ball. It doesn't matter if it's Matt Moore. It doesn't matter if it's Patrick Mahomes. You, you give him a chance to get around and get open, and Travis Kelsey's going to make it happen. So, uh, salute to 87, man. Not only is he doing good things – on the field, he's doing things off the field as well with his foundation. So shout out to Trav, man. I know he's up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year as well. So he's having a great right. year on and off the gridiron for sure. Right. I mean, Walter. Well, I think I saw someone put it together. It was like Walter play Walter Payton Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> hey, let it go. Let it happen, baby. Travis I'm Kelsey. trying to get MVP and Offensive Player of the Year in the same city, dude. Yeah. When the yeah, last time that we need to look that up. When the last time a team had an Offensive Player and MVP on the same time, dude? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good stat. Somebody looked that I'll up for us. We need right, a stat right. guy. Let us, let us, we do need a stat guy while we we're doing that guy on deck. <laughs> hey, we're taking applications, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, you ain't getting paid nothing, but uh, you can hey, take an application. Paying, we're paying you with Chiefs Kingdom love. That's what it is, buddy. Ooh, what's sure. more valuable than that? What's more valuable than anything, bro. You can't beat that. Where are you going to get content like this, people? How I many? Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not going to get CJ with Christopher anywhere else, and that's just the best duo there is in where, Chiefs where else Kingdom. Where else would you rather so. be? What? Like where else would you rather be right now? Right now, this is the best podcast you've ever heard of, and it's the best content. I mean, it's about the yeah. Chiefs. So you're welcome. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. rather be anywhere else, bro. <laughs> Why would I rather be right here to you than talking about Chiefs football, bro? I love this. This is Dude, my life. Speak, and speaking of Chiefs football, that is your life. You got into it for a second, but I mean, five five came to play finally. Hey, my dog five five, and he got live. That's all I got to say. 
I mean, he didn't get super live, but he at least got a sack and hey, showed a little bit of pressure. What, for what he's been doing recently, bro, I'll take it. You can't be picky. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and again, I, 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 I'm i tr- getting into the habit of being the Debbie Downer, which I don't want to be, but it was no, a bro, offensive no, line that had three, had three rookie offensive linemen. And a rookie quarterback that held onto the ball a couple times, like yeah, that's true. <laughs> like again, like you said, like you said, one sack's better than no sacks. He needed to be back there, but like let's let's wait. The Saints have a good offensive line, um, and then we'll see how he goes in the playoffs. But at least, like you brought it up last week, he just needs to get heated up. You know, he can't be coming exactly. in the playoffs cold. So just maybe, maybe also get him going, man. Exactly, just get him going. That's all. That's all I need to do. I don't care who it is, who it's against. This time of year is more so about like tendencies, what you're doing right now. So. If you're having good habits and practicing those good habits and putting them into execution in game time, that's all that matters. Obviously, we want to, we want to see it against elite competition, but I'd rather you just be playing well than saying, "Oh, well, I'll wait till you see who you do it against." As long as you're doing it, that's the most important part. So, because he hasn't had him and Chris haven't had a both of them had a sack since I think it's been about four or five weeks. So, for the point for the fact that that I made a statement, I called it before the game that they both were going to get a sack, and they proved me right. Hey, sack nation, I know it's not back in full effect according to Chris. But it's getting there, guys. We're, we're getting, we're getting, we're slowly chugging along. Like I said, it's getting close to playoff time, and I called it. I said the guys know they feel the moment. They know how big. And I heard a lot of talk this this, this past couple of days on radio. It's kind of hard, like we said last week. It's hard for guys to get up for every game because of right. the matchup, the player who, the guys who they're going against, long team, season record, yeah, long season. Trying to trying to contain yourself or hold yourself back until you really need to get yourself going, staying healthy. So I, I completely understand the grind of trying to get to where they're going to go. When you're playing 16 NFL games, you want to just pace yourself until you get to the last stretch and guys are going to start playing and get into that mode of that mindset. All right, we need to have that championship swagger, like our guy Honey Badger always says, championship swagger, championship mentality. And I think the guys are finally hitting that switch. So we want to keep it going this week versus New Orleans. But, hey, Sunday was a great start. We had multiple sacks. Guys were getting in the backfield for TFLs. We had a lot. We had multiple guys get four plus tackles, so everybody was flying to the ball. Willie Gay didn't get the snaps I would like, but that's another subject for another day. Oh but my Chris, no, I know we can get into it right now. <laughs> no, 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 we can get into Willie Gay oh, right here now. We go, and, and, well, Chris wants okay, to get into it. Here okay, go, okay. Chris. I got a couple things. First off, first off, Willie Gay only had seventeen snaps. Don't give me he story. he. Okay, so I use Pro Football Focus because I like to give me an idea. I don't think of it as set in stone. You know, it just gives me a general idea. Pro Football Focus had that as an eighty nine point one grade as a career best. That's ridiculous. The man was would have been the best defensive player if 17 snaps was enough to qualify. On the flip side, okay, first off, Damian Wilson is out. He is not playing in this game. You were down a linebacker. And we were we were told we were basically promised to get more of Willie Gay. 17 snaps. Guess how many everyone's favorite linebacker had? <laughs> 75 of the 83 snaps that's 90 percent. you think that's bad it gets worse it gets Bro, worse I, I already okay <laughs> okay this man this man played in 17 special team snaps which was 52 percent of the special team snaps no other player on the offense or the defensive side that played in at least 40 percent of their respective positions so you know like any no defensive player playing over 40 percent or no played in more than 40% of the special team snaps. So I know that's a lot of numbers. Basically what I'm saying is the Chiefs also know that Ben Lehman is a special teams player because they play him a lot on special teams. Yet they still continue to throw this guy out down after down on the starting defense. And it just absolutely 
blows my mind how bad he can be at linebacker and still get the snaps. Bro, I don't think there's two more controversial players on the team than like Ben Neiman and Dirty Dan. <laughs> like every oh, week, it's gosh. one of them we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dirty Dan at least makes plays, dude. I mean, Ben Neiman every can't now even. And then, but no, ben, yeah, bro. I mean, ben, did you I, see I, that? I, I'm not. I don't want to dog him, but Ben Neiman gets talked about so bad, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, you, he deserves to be the. I literally, my my fiance does not give a damn about the ins and outs of cover of zone coverage and where. He should be. That didn't stop me from pausing the TV twice to circle Ben Neiman and be like, I know he's supposed to be here. Why isn't he here? Because he's just so bad at everything. Did you see him on that free blitz where he had a free shot at Tua? Oh, and he, God, yes. And he, bro, he blew it. Oh, my Tua, God. You would have thought bro, Tua was Lamar Jackson with that, with the, you know, with, with the, the way Ben Neiman, <laughs> with the way Ben Neiman missed him. No, bro, Tua just literally stepped Those up. Are he literally just, yeah. And it, it just happens all the time. He's just, oh my, I can't stand. I don't, I don't. The only thing that's, the only plausible thing I've seen anyone suggest is because it keeps the Chiefs, it makes the Chiefs more fair to play against with him on the field. That's literally the only thing that makes Bro, sense. Bro, I, I think we've, I think we're all in agreement that Willie yeah, needs to take all of Ben Neiman's snaps. But hey, whatever Ben Neiman's doing in practice or whatever he's told Steve Spagnola, it must be something good because. I know they're, they're seeing the mistakes just like we're seeing the mistakes. So I would hope that the coach puts the best players on the field for the guys that practice the most – or not that, that, that practice the best habits, that put out the best product on the film on Sundays. And obviously everyone – even if, like, your uh, wife – if she notices that he's making mistakes for people who don't watch football that much, then imagine us who do know football and the coaches, they all see the things he's doing. So I don't want to rag play. on nobody personally. Because he's a professional football player, you're I know too he's, nice, man. He's you got to take that out the window. You got to take that. We all I know. Mean, we yeah, all know. You got you like if you're not if you, <laughs> Ben Neiman makes so many mistakes, it makes you want to rip your ear off. Like, bro, what are you doing? Yes, yes. He doesn't stay oh. in his gap. He when he drops in coverage, he's not in his right zone. He misses too many tackles. He has he even put his head on the football one time. I I don't know what to say about Ben Neiman, bro. I really don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get too. I don't want to get wild up like I did last week. I'm trying to. Take no, 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 no. People, I the people like people like the wild up, and I'm I'm going to continue on it because it's not like this is a. I'm going to let first, you. You're the wild up guy this week. This is this, your turn. This, this is, your is turn. this is not the first time that Ben Neiman. You know, this is he's not like it's a first season thing. I'm going to go all the way back to week eight of 2019 season oh, against the go. Green Bay Packers. He uh, he, you know against Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. You know what those two did against Ben Neiman? 10 receptions, 173 yards, three receiving touchdowns. That sounds like a career day for those guys. Oh, that, that was, was, yeah, that was Sunday night. Ben on yeah, them all played. time. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't matter that Matt Moore was playing because Ben Neiman was on the field the whole damn time. And, and like, <laughs> it's just an issue. It's just an issue going back multiple seasons now. Then the Chiefs go ahead and draft the, the solution. They saw the issue. They, they drafted really the solution, and they, <laughs> they refused really to play it. And I just, I, there's two things that get me wild up, and it's the lack of quarterback sneaking and the play of Ben Neiman. And it's no, just, tell me how you really feel, Chris. What's taking yeah. you off? You know this that I there it is. I just laid it all out there. Like, man, I need. I may need a second now. You may need to start talking about something because I just. <laughs> well, <sighs> hey, take a breath, buddy. Drink a get a water. Take a take a take a ten real quick, and I'll I'll, I'll handle it, buddy. You you just go over there and relax. 
<laughs> but don't worry, Chiefs Kingdom. Even though we have some mistakes that obviously I'm sure our defensive coordinator and coaches are working well on in their in their homes right now and in the building. Um I have very I hope I have a lot of confidence that they'll make the right decision and hopefully let Willie Gay be the starter. So because obviously we all want him to be. We we see the talent, we see the explosiveness, we see the opportunity. We just need him to go do it. So um uh, Spags, I know you probably don't listen to us, but if you ever do, you know what to do, buddy. So not really a hard call, but you got three weeks left. So hopefully you make the right decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just it's yet to make the right decision. But yeah, like you said, there's still time. There's still time. Um, you know who actually had a really let's get something positive. You know who actually had a pretty good game? Um was uh Mike Dana. Like he he didn't play a ton of snaps. He only had what, thir- 28 snaps, but uh he jumped off the screen for me, man. He had a sack. He had a tackle for loss. Like, hey, I got somebody in that D line room going to step up because before this right. week it wasn't Chris and Frank. So, some hey guys got to get it going. I know uh, right. Taco Taco got 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 jiggy this past uh, weekend. So we had some guys get in there. So Mike Dana too. So yeah, guys had to step up, man. Yeah, and uh, Naughty had a very good. He graded out yep, really well. Naughty, on yep, got and, and we we know what Naughty is. Naughty's slowly turning into mo- the most underrated player on this Chiefs team. He doesn't get talked about enough for how he's able to do at the nose tackle position and clogging up holes and opening holes for Frank or for Chris Jones. But uh, um, he's not much of a sack guy, so his his play goes a little bit unnoticed. But he had another good game. Like defense isn't playing that bad. I know twenty seven points is probably a little more than we'd like, but again, the offense put them in a lot of those situations. Anytime you're playing the Chiefs, you know, prevent and putting up points is going to be a necessity. So sometimes those defensive stats get skewed a little bit. Hey, well, yeah, when you're putting up thirty plus every week, obviously you don't want to give up twenty five plus every week. But if you know that, hey, okay, this week we gave up 27. Our offense can go out there and score 30 and 33 in the instance that we did. So in a, in a perfect world, we want to get our defense going like we were last year when we were holding teams at under 15 points a game, which was an elite defense, and you put that with the best offense in football, and that equals a Super Bowl. So, But like we said, your, your defense is going to be perfect every single week. We want the guys to play to that standard and get better. But even when – and like you said, this was a complete team win this week because there were moments when – the offense wasn't doing their job, and the defense had to get stops because even though Miami kind of self-imploded a little bit because they, they fought back in the end, but they really could have took a lead because I know Devontae Parker dropped a touchdown. Um, some other guys dropped some big passes. So Miami had an opportunity to take advantage of those um, turnovers that we did, and our defense held strong and found ways to get stops and get the guys off the field. So um, that that also goes back to the thing we talked about earlier is resilience, and this team just finds ways to, even when one side isn't playing well, do they pick their brothers up. They say, hey, we got you. Y'all get a stop. We're going to go out there and score or you can score. We'll go out there and get you the ball back. So that's the testament of a true brotherhood and a, and a true team. So and we believe in these guys. And even though they give us a, they give us a heart attack and they make it interesting, they find ways to get it done. So this is just another one to hang on the book of comebacks for my home. So <laughs> it's a, like what did he tweet out? It's a love hate relationship with Hard Rock Stadium. <laughs> yeah, dude. One of the best that I saw is he's thrown Mahomes has thrown 10 interceptions at Arrowhead and five at Hard Rock. <laughs> Rock <laughs> <laughs> Hard Rock Stadium, so like <laughs> it's, it's a definitely relationship a sure. relationship. No, right. Also, two and zero in that stadium, so that ended with the Super Bowl. Um, but let's get, but let's start looking ahead. You know, again, three weeks, and we discussed it briefly at the beginning of this of the show. The Chiefs are now the number one seed in the AFC. Remember, the number one seed is the only team to get a bye this year with seventeen playoff from each uh, conference. The Steelers are dead, man. Like. 
good. Like it wasn't a surprise that the Bills beat them, but like thank you Buffalo for giving Kansas City. Shout out Kansas Josh City Allen, baby. Appreciate right? that. <laughs> like, like, and now the chief, the greatest thing about it is. Um, the Chiefs can lose an NFC game, and it doesn't change anything. They can lose next oh, yeah, week fact, to the Saints. They're playing, they're playing with house money for sure. Right, right. They can. The only game that absolutely matters is the Chargers game that they have to win to, in order to retain that. They can split the Char- the Saints Falcons, and I'm not worried about that. So, I mean, it's not locked up because a there there's three NFL games left, and b you know the Chargers are going to regardless of where they're at. They always play the Chiefs play tough on Week 17. So I don't want to say it's locked up, but you're feeling real, real good as a Chiefs fan, having that first round bind, you know, being already by far the best team in the AFC, getting a week to rest up and prepare for that next round. Like that's huge moving forward. No facts. Anytime you get times to get rest, extra rest, because you only get one bye week in the NFL season. So you get time to get your starters rested and get ready for the playoffs. You don't want to get too much rest because you don't want to come out rusty and be like in sync and don't have any chemistry. But anytime you get a chance to rest your starters and give your backups some some well-earned reps is always good for um, for an elite football team that's trying to have aspirations of going to a Super Bowl. So um we have a we have a good but we have a good team this week that's coming off a tough loss and they're gonna be pissed off. I know they're gonna, they're gonna be locked and loaded and ready to go. Anytime you go down to New Orleans is always a tough place to play. I believe Drew Brees is gonna try to play this week. It's not confirmed he's playing but um they were they held him back because there was a report saying he was gonna come play in Philly this past Sunday, but he didn't. So I'm thinking they were holding him out for the Chiefs game. I mean, if they have any chance of trying to beat the Chiefs, they're probably going to have Drew Brees play because Taysom Hill clearly hasn't really shown he's really an effective or a threat passing the ball consistently down the field. So I'm pretty sure number nine will be back there starting for the Saints on Sunday. So it'll be a fun I, matchup. That's a lot I don't of good think he will there. be, man. I, I hear he's the Saints – I hear the Saints are are making sure he's hundred percent before they get out there. That's the that's the most recent report. Like what you just said was initially true a week or so ago, but I think I think now this the, I'm not saying Drew Brees won't play, but I'm saying they're trending into where he is doubtful to potentially out against Kansas City. We'll just see. because know, they want I know, him, I know they were trying to get him in there. But if he, I mean, if he says right. that means you think we'll see Jameis Winston. Man, I think Jameis Winston gives the gives the Saints the better chance, but I also think I that I think Sean Payton will uh, stick with what he's got because Taysom Hill hasn't played bad. Has he been incredible? No, but has he been a good starting quarterback? Would he be a good starter on a lot of NFL teams based on his three game sample size? I'd say yeah. So I mean, it's hard to bench a guy who's played pretty well overall. Um. For, for a guy who you haven't really seen a lot of who tends to turn the ball over. And you know one thing that you can't do against Kansas City Chiefs is turn the ball over. So I understand why that the Saints probably won't start Winston. But if I was them, I mean, that if Breeze isn't playing, I think Winston gives them a lot better chance. We see what the Chiefs have done to running quarterbacks. Like Lamar Jackson can't can't get going like he can against anybody against the Chiefs like he does against other teams. Like I just don't think a running rushing offense is going to be able to keep up with the pace that the Chiefs offense plays at. Exactly. That's why I was thinking they got to find a way to incorporate Jameis Winston this week. I mean, they can go easily go back to the two quarterback system that they did with Drew and Taysom Hill. So if they want to do it with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, they have to find a way to, to put him in there because we know Taysom. It's not the same Taysom Hill can't throw the football. It's just he doesn't throw it effectively enough, consistently enough to make your defense respect them. So, and like you said, if you want to use that rushing offense, which is more of like 65, I say it's maybe like 70, 30 rushing more so than passing, you can use that offense and try to win a game. But when you're trying to play Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you have to have some explosive plays down the field because you're already expecting your defense to try to 
not not replicate what Miami did, but get pretty dang close. You want to have a game where you control the offense, don't let them get going early, get a couple turnovers, and hope your offense can keep them off the field. So and it's, it's going to be a tough game, regardless of whoever plays, because Sean Payton's an amazing coach. He's a top-five coach for a reason. He's a mad genius on offense. He figures out ways to scheme his guys open. And they still have ball players, even if they're confused at the quarterback spot. They still have Alvin Kamara, who's a top-five running back. Michael Thomas is arguably one of the best receivers in the game. And Jared Cook. And then they have Manuel Sanders. So they have plenty of weapons of guys to get the ball to. We're just debating on how are they going to distribute the football. So, but at the end of the day, I'm not doubting Sean Payton. I'm never going to go in there underestimating him. I'm treating this as the biggest game of our season because it is the biggest game of our season because it's the next one on the schedule, Chris. Right. So, that being said, I'm excited for this matchup. Um, do you have a any, like, you want to bang the table for a call or you want to stick with your normal prediction over or under or anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, I made I, a call last week and I was pretty good. So no pressure, bro. No pressure. Dude, dude, you were on fire last week. You called the Frank Clark and Chris Jones. You called the under, like you, you called the, or not Shout the under. Shout out Sack Nation. I appreciate it. You didn't that. call the under. You called the, the Chiefs not to cover. Um, I said they're not going to cover. Which Right, right. So you, <laughs> you, you had, right now, Chiefs are three and a half favorites, 51 and a half points that's a, that's a good line like that is a good here's line. the thing about the I'll saints yeah. here's the thing about the saints they're fifth in the nfl and uh their defense is fifth in the nfl in points per game they're only allowing, allowing 21.2 they're uh second in um yards per game and um they their are really good they are fourth in pass yards per game so they 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 do pose some issues because their defense is playing really well. I mean, Cameron Jordan gets after the quarterback. We know what DeMario Davis can do from the linebacker position. And Marshawn Lattimore is a great corner. You know, they got playmakers at all three levels. And they got Malcolm Jenkins back there at safety, so they got guys everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's going to give some issues. So, I'm leaning towards the under, especially if Taysom Hill starts and slows that game down. If Jameis Winston starts, which I don't even think has been talked about, so but like I'm just we're just throwing it out there, like exactly. If he like, I don't anything. think it's like there's like a two percent chance that actually happens. But if with Taysom Hill starting, I think I'm going to take the under, and I I think the Chiefs have to finally cover. You know, they haven't covered in like six weeks. I think oh, yeah. this is. I, the, I think they'll definitely cover this week for sure. I think they, they win by. To. I think they win by six again. I think it's going to be. 27-21 is going to be my score prediction for this week. Chiefs get the dub down in Nolens and uh, under in the cover. I will with. guess I'm going to pick that cover. I do get them. I got them cover. And I'm going to be the opposite of you. We're going to flip roles this week, buddy. I'm going to say I'm going to take the over. I'll take the Ooh. over this week. 51 and a half. I will give hmm, kind of similar the, to the game that we just had. I'm going to give it. Right. I'll say thirty-three. No, I'll say uh, I'll say uh, thirty-three thirty. I'm gonna go with that thirty-three thirty. Nice, no good stuff, man. I mean, again, I you, you we see it, we talk offense. about the they can put up points. Our defense may or may not do their thing, but I just feel like Sean Payton's gonna have something in his sleeve, trick play, reverse, right? Just some, something right. up his sleeve to try to get an extra possession. Maybe he does a fake on punt on a field goal or something to just try to steal an extra possession and try to get 14 points up real quick and tries to come out the second half, maybe do the same thing. You know he's known for doing that. We know he did it in the Super Bowl. So oh, big, yeah, game, yeah, he'll do big game, Sean has something, has a card up his sleeve. So I, I, I think it'll be a higher scoring game than we would want it to be. I would be completely fine with the score prediction you had, but I have a feeling that it may end up being a tad bit higher, just like right, we right. kind of changed our, our prediction based off the Miami game. So 
and it does always come down to game plan. Um, exactly. You know, if if, the, if New Orleans is trying to limit the possessions and run a lot with Hill and Kamara, like I think mine will will prevail. But if they're okay with slinging it, like you said, trick plays whatnot, get some easy points, quick scores, then yeah, this is going to be an over game. So it really just comes out what the Saints try to do. Um, and the Saints could very easily beat the Chiefs. They are a very good football team. But you know, I just I just can't don't find an enemy that they're the team that I'm going to pick the Chiefs to lose. I mean, the Chiefs oh, should yeah. be favored in, in every game the rest of the season for what they've done mm-hmm. on the field this year. So before the season, the only teams I really had us possibly losing to were either Baltimore, Tampa, and New Orleans. I said at, wor- at worst we'll be thirteen and three, and at best we'll be like I know undefeated is kind of hard to do. I would say like like fifteen and one. And thirteen three right. for our summer prediction. So this was one of the games I was um, probably the, one of the more concerned about because it's in New Orleans. Obviously, we didn't know if the fans were going to be there or not. But anytime you get a game in New Orleans with the, with that fan base, with the, with that crowd noise, and Drew Brees and Sean Payton at home is like that's a tough place to play. But a lot of those factors are gone now. So Drew Brees may not play. No fans. That changes a lot of things. So but at the end of the day, it's still a good football team. Just like you said, Chris, respect your opponent whenever especially when you have good football players all over on both sides of the football. And they are a very well-coached team with or without Drew Brees. I think they're undefeated without Drew Brees, right? Correct? Well, they're now they lost week. They lost, yeah, they lost yeah. to the Eagles. They're so they're like, and what, 10 and 1 now? Yeah, yeah. They're, I think it's 8-1 and, one in, eight and, and one. their in their game without Brees over the last two seasons between Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's a hell of a so. record. I don't know how many teams can play almost 10 games without a Hall of Fame quarterback and only lose one right. time. So Yeah, <laughs> defense and their coach, man. That'll do it for you. Yeah, man. So. The guys know they know what they're doing. They're they're proven champions too. They're winners down there. I know they've been kind of janked by the stripes the past couple of years, but that's 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 still a good team down there. So right, you got to be right. rocking, locked and loaded, and ready to roll. Road games are always tough. Always like we said, tough. we're undefeated on the road, so we're road boys. So we're warriors down there. Yep, road warriors for sure, man. But hey, hey, so we're we're wrapping up. We got our score predictions in. You know, we'll we'll see if you can go have another two for two week over there. But uh before we get out of here, man, what what if we missed there's something missing from the podcast? What I missed. I think there is something missing, bro. Is it's getting kind of chilly outside. You saw the weather change? It dropped. I know it got cold real fast, man. But I don't cold. have any clothes. Hey, bro, you know what would be perfect for, for that cold? What? Bro, what? you should go get you some merch from that shop arrowheadlive.com. People, I'm telling you this every week. Y'all need to get them numbers up. I need y'all to get this merch. I don't know if you want to get a hoodie, a sweatshirt, a crew, whatever, a long sleeve. Do what you got to do. But go to shoparrowheadlive.com. And Chris, I know you got something for your lady and for your family. So tell the people what they need to get. Dude, you need to get it. There's a new MVP, MV Pat t-shirt. It's got a goat on there. It's got the nice hair. landlord I'm, shirts on there. Shout like, out Honey Pat. Like, right like like there's there's something for everyone and you, you know so definitely check it out definitely give us some support we are we appreciate you guys listen we we do this for you guys it's fun we have we have so much fun with it every week and uh all we ask is at least check out i'm not saying you got to buy them but at least check it out see what we got because we got some solid stuff on that website i mean once you see it i know you're gonna want to buy something does yeah exactly, us exactly. Wear it and we look good and anything we wear looks good so you want to look good so exactly <laughs> make it easier on yourself just just go ahead and just go ahead and click buy. add, oh, add the card man. you know what, what they say add the card click it add the card go ahead go ahead yeah yeah it's it's real easy you, i promise you'll be able to figure out because you're a kansas city chiefs fan and they are notoriously smart so i've got very much faith in you figuring this out but exactly hey and if you can't if you can't just just make sure you can always at me at twitter 10 penny I'm, I'm always i'm on there every day so just just hit me up. I'll answer the questions, even if it's about chief stuff, even if it's about being a stat guy, which I don't think we're real serious about. But hey, 
Try try it out. Hey, Ten penny. Yeah, we're we're always looking for people. We always looking for new blood. So if exactly. y'all, if, y'all, if anybody's serious about stats, y'all DM Chris. Y'all can DM me on Twitter as well at cjeezy eighty one cgz eighty one. Like he said, talk football, sports, doesn't matter. Cheap stuff, apparel, opinions, the weather. It don't matter. Me and Chris are open and we're ready to talk, people. We love our fans. And for sure, make sure you follow us at Aftermath underscore KC. It's where we drop our podcast every week. We've been we've been getting a little creative on there, getting some activity, got polls. We got, uh, we got predictions like CJ had last week and... We got a little glimpses of our podcast, so if in case you in case you missed it, you can at least get a little glimpse, see what we had to say, see what rants we went on this week. CJ and I both went on some rants last week. I went on a big rant this week, so it's just it's just a good time. You're really missing out. It's all the chief stuff you want and more. Aftermath underscore KC. Something new every week, people. You don't want to miss it. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so so much for tuning in. We appreciate all the support, social media, in person. I know it's been a crazy year with COVID, but I appreciate you guys so, so much. I'm thankful for my guy, Chris, for letting me do this show with him. This is honestly one of my best times of the week. I look forward to doing this show every week. I love this show. I love this team. And I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Right back at you, brother. I love this show every week. And thank you for letting me come back and and, and record with you every week because I, I have a blast as well. And we're just getting started. We're still just getting warmed up. We're still getting better every week, and we want you to be around for this ride. Yes, well, that's sir. Gonna do it for yes, sounds like a great wrap-up. I couldn't say it any better myself. But all right, Chiefs Kingdom, get some rest. Finish your work week. Finish. Stay strong. Stay locked in. And how about those Chiefs? To the Chiefs Kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!